welcome to my street. My street is located just south of downtown Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a little south of the campus of LSU. It's a nice street. It is diverse in many ways, ethnically, socioeconomically. We've got people that have lived there for several decades and people who've just moved in. This podcast is an attempt to get to know my neighbors and to hear their stories. I don't know what to expect, but let's do this together. Thank you. Thank you. Me too, because we've been we've been checked and we've been uh, tested and uh, y'all been checked and prodded and everything else, haven't you? And well, okay. So take me back when you first moved onto my street. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Oh, it was, fifty years ago. We what were, was uh, this like? We were in the country. Literally yes, in the we country. were not in city limits. We yes, we were out of the city limits. Uh, Starring Lane was two lanes, and the the live oak trees touched from side of the road to side of the road. It looked like Sleepy Hollow, like the headless horseman oh, yeah. could go down there. The street yeah. lights, there were uh, only a few street lights on the whole street. I mean, when you came off of. Uh, Perkins. When you crossed Perkins onto Essen Lane, it uh, it was like a, a a desolate country. There was no Kenilworth subdivision. Wow. There was no interstate. And when they built the interstate, they did not have an exit onto Essen Lane, so they added that later. And. No hospitals, no hospitals, no doctors, no, nothing. no we were, Albertsons, no we were, nothing. We were in the boonies, literally, and that's exactly what we wanted. And we came in this neighborhood because of the Magnolia Woods School. And uh, it was the top or second rated school, and we we had just had our, our oldest daughter, and I don't know if she's she was, uh, two or three. No. She, she wasn't even a year old. Okay, when we okay, moved. yeah, right. But we wanted to be in a place that had a good school. Yeah. And. Uh, this was before busing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Boone ended yeah, at. Boone uh, ended at this corner Albert house. Park. There was, like I said, there was no Kenilworth and there was a field. And when they built Kenilworth subdivision, Boone did not connect. They had to come in later on and build a bridge across a, a, a canal, and then later on they took the bridge out and put in these uh, box concrete box culverts to make it a, a more accessible. The bridge was going out. Wow! So we, it, we it have was, watched a lot of growth come to this area, a lot of growth, including all that area down there. Right, right. Uh, Walden. Mm-hmm. Uh, that other one that's right there, that other one, Kenilworth yeah, yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, back in 93, um, there we tried to get a civic association going, mm-hmm. and um, Jim was the first president from 93 to 94. 
But it and was during that time, there was a lot of arsony going on. I heard about... We, two years before I huh. took over, it was a formulative time. So there were a few of us, like, I don't know, half a dozen of us that were trying to get it together. How you start a civic association, because this councilman had a, a meeting in it. I asked too many questions. So I got elected to be the, the temporary interim organizer type guy. So I thought that was pretty good but because I knew the most people there and I asked the most questions, so I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, as it turns out, now I don't know how big the Civic Association yeah, it's, is. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know if you've been yeah, in the person. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's done a lot of good. But um, it it grew real exponentially with the the arsons. Yeah, there were like five or six. I don't remember. And that was a young a young man. That yes, did that, right? young man. And there were well, there were two well, or three they, people they involved called, in this. Yeah. And when these people got arrested in another area of town, the arsons stopped. Yes, it all ended. And, wow. It was a tough time, too, because you didn't know if your house was going to be the next house. Right. And they set them on fire while people were there. Yeah. I mean, they set them on fire in the nighttime when, I mean, we had ATF people crawling around all over the place. All in the We didn't ditches. know it at the time because they didn't know who to trust. Right. So right. they were doing all this stuff secretly, and they were crawl going up and down the ditches, and that's how the people were gaining access to these places that got burned with, with these ditches that are behind the houses. Trees have always been in this area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when Gustav came through, mm -hmm. as many trees as we lost, today if you look around it, you would not know that we lost trees. We, so Gustav, it, we went, went out power for like two weeks. Two weeks. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't get to our house the first few days. We had to park um, out on Boone to try and get to our house. We uh, got a generator, mm -hmm. uh, which had to, had to get gas. Was the gas big, was the, the issue? Uh, but we had the generator, and Jim was able to connect it to. We had a couple of window units, and uh, we did well. We had lamps and, and fans we, to we blow ran the cool power air. To two neighbors this direction and one neighbor this direction that shared the generator yep. and told them to use caution when they plugged in something because it only had a 100-foot extension cord. And uh, one neighbor was so enthusiastic, she plugged in a, a leaf blower and made uh, ice cream and, and then she made snowballs, snowballs. and it blew the generator. I mean, yeah. there's a fuse on the generator when it overloads, so she shut us down a few times. So. Yeah, so but we were trying to keep... Good intentions. But. We were trying really hard to keep their freezers going, their refrigerators going. They had four kids. Yes, so, and four trees and on four their trees home. on their house, oh, wow. and they and were they living in it. With and they parts. didn't get out of it. They, they couldn't afford... Both of them were working at LSU, and they couldn't afford any semblance of... And the insurance company that caused all kinds of troubles, and the, the contractor really had caused them a lot of trouble. But anyway, they 
they survived. But everybody pitched in. You know, if you if you needed help, you had help. Uh, help was offered, and help was asked for, and everybody just. What What do you think the heyday was of of, of my street? Uh, Meaning, was what there, is was the there best a thing? Yeah, what, what uh, you know, fifty years here. Was there a period where you go, this, you know, this is when the street was at its pinnacle for neighboring for. Well, uh, <laughs> on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Halloween, the yeah, corner you, house yeah, on have, my street. We don't have many people come to mm -mm. the house. But there used to be a couple that lived there huh. that would set up. Like a haunted house. Like a haunted house. Everybody would take their bowls of candy or whatever, sit around a big fire, and anybody that would come on the street would go there because they knew that's where all the candy was. And uh, the neighbors would gather there with them and uh, might have a glass of wine or uh, a cold drink or whatever. And you brought your kids now your kids would go like on the other end of the street or and um, another time uh, and I hope you agree I don't know if you do agree <laughs> but it was like my I don't know my 35th birthday maybe oh, my 30th or 35th I don't remember and I had I'm, I planned my own party because nobody told me they were planning me a party and I thought that was a kind of big milestone and I had a big spaghetti dinner, and they came. I had wine, and I probably had, I got precious a little bit. <laughs> and I pulled out my accordion, <laughs> and I was the Pied Piper outside, we took up a and chair, down and the street. In the, in the street. And I'm playing Happy Birthday to me and all kind of music, and pe we were marching up and down the street. So it was just, I think that was a pretty interesting night. That's fantastic. <laughs> when are we doing that again? Oh, I'm probably I'm almost too old to carry it. I play it. The weight of her accordion is a, a concert level accordion, and she's not as strong as she used to be when she was younger. She yes. can't carry the car in me anymore. Okay, you know, if you're willing to, I would love for you to play something. <laughs> This was the center house for all the kids to gather. Mm. One of, we had a room totally converted to a playroom. We had table and chairs, uh, stools, so that they could paint, color, whatever. There were toy boxes, all kind of games, Shelves everything they the could do. And so we had at one time nine little girls on this street. All around the just same end age. of the block. Ooh, that's a mess. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, but that's there were just a few boys. The only yes. thing was girls. Two, four, six, eight. Who was that single girl that came? Anyway, there were like nine girls. And one day, 
they were having the best time, just enjoying themselves so much. And I said, okay, listen, it's time to go outside and play. So they all went out, and I took them Kool-Aid, and I don't know what, cookies, I don't know. And the door got left open. And at that time, I didn't have a screen door. And I walked out, and I said, okay, who was the last person out? Y'all letting all my air condition out. Nobody was last. I said, okay, everybody go home. Beth and Dana get in the car. But Mama, so they got in the car, and everybody, they were pouting, they were having to leave. We went to the hardware store. I bought an automatic pneumatic door closer. I installed it the best I could. And <laughs> so nobody, it didn't matter who was last, the door was gonna close. Jim came home that afternoon and he thought the kids were pushing on the door to keep him from coming in. And so he looked from the bottom to the top and he kept looking and he saw that thing. He said, <laughs> why in the world? And I said, well, because all the kids, nobody was last going out of the house. Well, they all grew up like a close-knit group most of them swam together on the swim team from the time they were six to 18. At, at Magnolia Woods Pool, yeah. They lived at the pool. That was their second family, their second home. Wow. The second uh, set of clothes was a second bathing suit. Yes. Which they only got <laughs> peeled off once a, 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 every couple of days, and the suit left impressions. <laughs> they panned through the suit with the... <laughs> The, the designs of the yeah. suit through, through, through and, the bathing suit. And all the kids would sleep in their suits so that they wouldn't have to get dressed the next morning before they went to practice. And they'd gather and get on their bikes, grab a towel, psh, and they, were all, they all rode down. And, and then as it progressed, they became uh, lifeguards, team coaches, and one of our daughters became the club manager. So it was growing up like that here, and they have people that talk about that second family for mm -hmm. their kids mm -hmm. because they all looked out for each other. They all like hovered over each other. The, the older ones would take the little ones under their care, and if they did something wrong, you're out, go home, you can come back in two hours or whatever. And so they learned a lot of discipline by doing that because it was like they had older sisters and brothers taking care of them. Sure. We've had a lot of friends who have mm -hmm. moved away mm -hmm. or who lived in other areas anyway and always asking us, why don't y'all move from that, you're from my street. <laughs> right. And we said, why would we move? We know our neighbors. They're like family to us. Yes, we don't have a beautiful home, a big home, a big, like they have moved into, but it's ours. And the street is our home as well. And so we, we don't plan to go anywhere until they put us six feet under. <laughs> that's, that's the way we feel about our students.
Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of My Street. We are glad that you joined us and hope that by hearing the stories of neighbors on My Street that you would be encouraged to get to know your neighbors as well. Often we live in fear of the unknown, but we hope this podcast will encourage us to uh, reach out, get to know our neighbors, because we believe that knowing our neighbors actually can lead to a better world. If you'd like to hear more episodes, then you can search Fish Food on any of your podcast uh, platforms, be it Spotify, Apple, Podbean, whatever you use. Look for Fish Food. Um, You can check our website out too, fishfood.me. It is a media group under which we produce uh, My Street. Or you can check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. If you would like to support us, that would be tremendous. But this is absolutely free, no obligation to support. But if you'd like to contribute a little bit, it does help us upgrade our equipment and keep this going. Anyway, check us out. Keep listening to episodes. And thank you.